You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Run It Back. Welcome back to Run It Back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Kansas City Sports Network. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and joined with me once again is none other than Hannah Whetstone, ESPN Plus sideline reporter for all K-State sports. Hannah, once again, thank you for coming on to the show. And I know today, literally just a few hours ago, you were on sideline for K-State soccer in what was a very pivotal game for them as far as their chances to go back to the Big 12 tournament. But it did not quite go as planned. And because you are who you are, you get you got a very front row seat to the show. So, That's Hannah, great. your your thoughts, your your thoughts. Um, it was a cold one for starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like freezing my tail off the whole time. Uh, but yeah, Casey needed to win today and they it didn't happen. And it, it was unfortunate. You know, it's the last home game of the season. It was senior day, too. So um, I kind of feel for those girls. You know, that's always really tough. But uh, it's been a theme all season that we keep, you know, K-State continued to go into the second half tied, whether it was 0-0 or today it was 1-1. Um, and we keep getting beat on these late, late, late in the game goals i mean that's what happened against byu i was watching that game and we were on the road in utah and i was like oh my gosh k-state is going to beat this or at least tie with this ranked team this is going to be huge for us and then byu scores in like the 79th and the 85th minute or something to beat us two to nothing and then they get a bunch of points from that and it's like it it just is such a bummer to like see because i feel like there were so many chances this season where uh we just this miss it by this really small margin and it literally makes the difference between us making another appearance in the big 12 tournament or not and and there were several there was kind of a parlay of things that needed to go right today casey needed to win and uh cincinnati needed to lose today for us to go to the tournament um and obviously casey did not win but um it's it's been really i mean i think if there's like any silver lining it's that i think we have some things to look forward to next season um week after week we see um three upperclassmen playing for k-state and all freshmen plus a couple sophomores sprinkled in there um today's goal was scored by a freshman Josie's. she had three goals this season which maybe doesn't sound like a lot but compared to the amount of total goals that k-state scored this season it's quite a few um so she's up there on the points list as a freshman which is is really encouraging and really exciting to see obviously jasmine brown um is only a sophomore too um and is a key key part of this uh k-state soccer team too and and i could go on and on there are so many um underclassmen i i think about somebody that me and brian and oscar had been just are really impressed with especially late in the season was Crosby um, Nicholson she is just this super calm level-headed player she is she handles the ball so well and maybe handles isn't the right word I don't know I'm thinking basketball here but 
she has incredible ball control. Um, she is never, her face is just total calm. She can have six defenders on her at once and she can dribble clear out of traffic. No problems. I don't think I've literally ever seen her lose the ball. I can't, nothing comes to mind. Um, so there's just little things like that, that I'm like, okay, that's encouraging because these girls got all this experience this season and, and dare I say, we're in the trenches and hopefully they come into next season with a chip on their shoulder and, and they're eager to prove something because I think that this program has the players and, and probably, and does have recruits coming in that can be the difference and, and make us not only a team that participates in the big 12 tournament but a team that contends for a title because that's the other thing is that this program is starting to get to a point where it's not new anymore right next will be our ninth season and yes that's i guess that's relatively like new in the grand scheme of things but we've been around the blocker time or two it's time for us to like get our cake and eat it too we I think that the program in general is hungry um, for some piece of the action in, I mean, like legitimate conference play. And boy, it would be very, very cool to say that K-State has like a ranked soccer team too. So that was a lot, but that's that's what I got. <laughs> no, that was perfect because I know going through today, like like you said earlier, a lot of things needed to go right for, for K-State to still have a chance to go to the Big 12 tournament and it was it was there it was it was a, it was achievable this was no like like you this was a stretch for them to try and to get like we need like this to go right that to go right you need four other teams to lose yada yada it wasn't it wasn't that it was a very reachable goal for them and they got that early goal like you said with uh Josie's what was that in like seventh minute I was gonna say I think it was seven minutes yeah it was, yeah. Yeah, it was really early in the game off of mm-hmm. Riley Baker she got pressure on the goalkeeper it took a really good save from her but then she got the rebound and that was just an open net for for Josie's apparent like just like yeah it was, it was right there it was right there for her right and then it was looking good they were pressing more they found a lot of success pressing more offensively and things like that yeah. and then because like I think like Iowa State and K-State they're very like as far as like record goes and the type of struggles that we've both had they, mm-hmm. they're they're really equal they're an equal setting team obviously i think iowa state is a little bit older and then once again I, that experience does help you in a lot of different areas especially this like i said this is we've said this all season like on here on tv during games this is a, this is a young ass team bro yeah <laughs> like, like like these like these are straight kiddos you know what i mean and so in the straight kiddos I'm, this is not the season I guess fully to remember. I know I'm saying it like it's over because essentially it is. They got one more game left, and that's Sunflower Showdown, which unfortunately I hate to call it the toilet bowl, but that's kind of where it's at because we're the yeah in the Big Twelve. K State at thirteen, KU at fourteen, out of a fourteen team conference. So not the greatest. Both teams have no chance of going to the postseason. So right best thing you could ask for is at least this is a rivalry game and right. that, and that's the motivation not saying it would be hard to motivate either of these teams to end the season on a good note but having it be your eighth-day rival does kind of help and I yeah. haven't watched a damn lick of Jayhawk soccer at all this season all I know is what I for K-State right and what you're talking about how there's gosh the potential for this K-State team is so damn high 
Okay. Because yeah. I talked about this last week with um with Sophie. And it's now kind of I call it like Coach Dabini, kind of like I'm he's like in his mad scientist mode. Because how many yeah, like how he's much cooking. he's like, yeah, he's cooking, how much he's switching up the roster, putting Jasmine Brown at the midfield mm-hmm. for the last what four five-ish games, right? Yeah. And her out of her center back position where she's one of the better defenders in the in the Big 12 conference. So in itself, that took some kahunas to move your better your best defensive player to a position that she has never played before. I'm not yeah. honest looking at her today. I think this today might have been possibly the most confident I've seen her in I that agree, position. Yeah. And I always like I want to see how much she improves offensively because obviously the defense is there. Like, right. like, the defense yeah. is there. We we got we gotta worry about that. We can put push that off to the to the side because we know she's good. She's got it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when she had the ball at her feet and she's got she actually she had room. The, the defenders are giving her room to go up the field and she's probably yeah. looking around like all right and, was, right and moving the ball up the field and she even had a couple of shots um especially in that second half i know she she scored three goals this year on headers <laughs> yeah how many yeah. times it's a gets a shot off using her feet right not that many times because i know for sure late in the second half she had one that was would have been on if she would just had to put that on frame yes I was yeah, over- but she overshot it. That's yeah, that corner kick. I know. I'm like, oh, she's just more used to shooting the ball with her feet instead of her head. Yeah, that was that was there for her, and this would have made this game a lot more interesting because I think at that point we were down two one, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, case date to have multiple goals in a in a game. I know Brian was talking about this on air. The last time K-State scored more than one goal in a game was two-ish months ago. Right. That's that's a long, that's a long I, time. I couldn't even believe it had been that long. Yeah, I know. And, you know, you're talking about that corner kick. That, I mean, that had us all like, oh, my gosh, like, we're so close. And I think Jasmine Brown, she couldn't even, like, believe it. But she's normally, like, she's not that close to the to the goal yeah. either. And. We, I mean, we got three really good chances on that corner kick, too. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Riley Baker and Kenzie Gillespie each took a shot. They got deflected. And then, yeah, if that if that ball was maybe, you know, like four feet lower, that's a great goal right there. Yeah, because so. yeah, it was it was it was right there. It was it, was. it just it just wasn't it just wasn't in the cards. And I, and I understand that because you've got to go through some fire. <laughs> to get to where you want to go because this right. is a conference that literally got harder overnight practically and it will continue to get harder even though texas being gone does help and for next season texas being gone does help but still obviously you get the byu you get houston you get every everybody that's still here and then of course you add the pac-12 team but utah arizona arizona state and who am i missing colorado right yeah. right I don't once again, I do not know their I do not know the soccer programs. I don't know how good they are. I don't know how much they really cooking up there. But either way, that is that's four more teams you're kidding that they don't know you and you don't know them essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. you're gonna have that have that ability to use that usefulness because that save this time next year. It'll be a lot of sophomores, a lot of juniors where you can really get something. And Hannah, you were just talking about um Crosby how calm she is on the ball she is I think her and Morgan Strutman are the best on ball players that we have like yeah I would agree and that's something that I think that at least I hope Coach Savini is gonna like look to grab more of in his recruiting process over the years 
you know a lot of other players I'm not saying this is a bad thing at all but when they when they have the ball at their feet and if there's not a defender within three feet away from them then they're driven if there is any defender any sort of pressure they that's the first thing they do is kick it away and a lot of times that can the ball is intercepted and it can go the other way right for yeah. for a counter for the other team but I noticed that is not happening a lot or at all with Morgan Strutman and Crosby. These two freshmen so calm with the ball at their feet. I'm like, that right there. We can That's, get we need we just need more of that. Yeah, we need more of that. And I and I'm not saying that any of the other players on the team is not capable of that. I'm not saying at all. But it is such a huge difference on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively, when you have a player that can just that can just dribble. I can go out there and just dribble using defenders like their cones, just dribble around them and, and still be able to make something happen and make a right pass, still keep their head up and get an yeah. assist. At least go down and have a chance, right? Like that, that right there is when you see like, damn, this is the potential that we need from BNC. This is this bad okay. scientist of him switching up, switching up positions, switching up the roster every every single game, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Like every single game, there's going to be a, a new person be like, okay, who is that again on this roster? Like, oh, okay. That, that, yeah. He's going to do that every game. It's so easy that that's just how deep of the bench he has. And that's why I think he has more players who has the ability of Morgan Strutman and Crosby as far as being so calm on the ball. And then once again, Jasmine being as comfortable as we've seen her, also with the ball at her feet because they're just going to give her room to move the ball at field. And then that as well. So um, I'm liking it. I know this season... It was Duke. It was doo doo. It was doo doo. Overall, record wise, it was doo doo. All right. Right. We get that. We didn't expect them to go undefeated. We didn't expect them to just turn into Texas overnight. We know. We know. But we just want to know that, yeah. yo, like at in the like by the see upperclassmen. When I know Morgan Strum is an upperclassman, Josie is an upperclassman, Crosby's upperclassman. When these freshmen get into their junior season, they gonna be cooking. Yeah, that's right. I know high expectations. I'm like, yo, y'all, I like if y'all don't finish top five by the time y'all are junior, you know, that's a lot of pressure to put on them, and I'm not going to do that. But damn it, I can. I'm just saying, just because I can see it, you know. I think I, yeah, I can see it too for sure. I, I would say like the season's not all for naught, right? They got, you know, really important Big Twelve experience, and this is something that they can look back at. And like I said before. Okay, we we've been down. Like it's it's time to it's time to get up, you know. So yes, it's damn sure time to get up. And they'll learn. They'll learn. They'll like like over half of their games that they've lost came down to experience. That's all I got to say about that. Right. Well, now we're gonna go into our first break. But first and foremost, please do not forget to hit up Home Field Apparel to get your new gear, get your new hats, get you some jackets because it's getting chilly out here. And I know y'all need some K-State gear to keep up with the weather. And also, huge shout out to Studio Wax. Please go over to me, get your eyebrows done, your legs waxed, anything, head to toe. It don't matter. My girl, Polly will get you taken care of at Studio Wax. We will be right back on Run It Back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Run It Back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and joined with me is none other than Hannah Whetstone, a sideline reporter for all K-State sports. If you missed the first half, no worries. We just talked a little bit of K-State soccer. Talked about, yes, overall, numbers-wise, the season was duty. It was, it was, it was, it was duty. It was dookie. It was doo-doo. It was bad. But, but, okay, because we look on the bright side over here, homie. The potential that this team has, because like we talked about it before, these are children right? like they're they're all they're all freshmen they're all they're all sophomores with a sprinkle of upperclassmen in there and a roster turnover roster pushing and plugging and stuff like this from coach Dabini. he sees something this is just experimental mode no one's expecting for them to go undefeated yada yada this that and the third didn't happen but they were still very very close to going to the big 12 tournament the second year in a row that's be the first time in school history that they've done that for the second year in a row because they've gone what two times in the last three years if you count the 2020 season that it didn't happen but if the tournament did happen they would have gone but anyway that's either here or there we know we talked about soccer if you missed it you can go back and watch that and, and or listen to it but now Hannah we move on to a little bit of K-State volleyball and first we're going to talk about because I understand there was a game at the same damn time as K-State football and yesterday when K-State volleyball was playing UCF, that's like the second or third time that schedule has done that, and I don't like it. But we'll get into that in a minute, okay? But first and foremost, I do want to talk about K-State getting their second top 25 dub against Iowa State. I want to say, what was that, Thursday? And not only was it a straight dub, it was like, it was it was a sweep. Three zip at home against number twenty five Iowa State. Like they was they 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 showed up. I'm just saying they showed up. We know we know what this volleyball team has. We've seen them early in the season. A lot of it of a slow start. Like if it wasn't a power five team, gonna pack them up quickly, right? If it was a power five team, we kind of got packed up quickly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right. that's. That, that's changed. That has changed like we'd expected and like we hoped when Big 12, you know, games came around, right? And they've improved so, so much with already halfway through the season. They got the sweep against number 25, Iowa State. 
You had Aaliyah Carter doing Aaliyah Carter things, obviously. But then, of course, Anaya Clinton, who just jumped on the scene this season, like, kicking down the doors, like, here the hell I am. Okay, she had 12 kills, led K-State with 12 kills, three blocks. Of course, Aaliyah Carter doing her thing. She had nine kills, two aces, all right? Two aces for Aaliyah Carter in a block. And, of course, Sydney Folding, seven kills, three blocks. Shaylee Myers getting in on the action with six kills and four blocks for her. Okay, so that's what happened with K-State. Iowa State in the good old Farmageddon. Wheat is better than corn. We've been to this. <laughs> yada, yada. We, we've been to this. Ain't nothing new. But I know seeing this game, because I do want to talk a little bit about it night, Clinton, you know, because honestly, just like Shaylee Myers to me, how Shaylee Myers, she, she jumped on the scene early last season. And I think Anaya Clinton has done the same thing this season. And you can see, you can see the improvement of the younger players in front of our very eyes. And I very, I very much like it. Because I last week I talked about Britta Schmidt. I know beforehand when you took Sydney Bolding off the floor, I want I want to see bad things happened, but uh it was a drop-off. It was a mm-hmm. it was a drop-off offensively, defensively, when Sydney Bolding, one of the best middle blockers in the big 12 when she was off the floor it wasn't it wasn't that same spark it wasn't it was it was a drop off in play there's there's no if ands or but about it but now you have Britta Schmidt coming in 6-6 queen herself coming in and being playing a lot more confident and being that middle blocker and offensively she's doing a great job you can literally see how much more confident that she's getting I talked about her last weekend and now I'm talking a little bit more about Knight Clinton because what stood out from with me and seeing her early in the season, I know she had a, she had a few hitting errors to where you know she's 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 spiking that mug through somebody's face, ill intentions. But other times she just a little bit too much across court, and that her accuracy of where she was hitting it just wasn't there. She was just kind of hitting it just to hit it because she has that power and how and like nothing wrong with that power to her. It's just that's where the hitting errors came. But now seeing that early in the season. And then seeing that against Iowa State and pretty much throughout this the middle of the season where she is, she's not she's not only hitting with power, she's now hitting with accuracy. Okay, she's starting she's starting to dock them up a little bit on that far back line, a little bit closer to where a lot of times like that's just that's 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 out of play. It's out of play, and that's going to be an automatic point for the opponents. Okay, that's that's where it was. She she had the, she had the killer intentions of spiking that through somebody's face, and it just overhit it a little bit, and that's where the hitting errors came. And then I just saw her through Iowa State. I'm like, you know what? A, like a few weeks ago, that was going that was going the other way. That was a point that was going the other way. So I really like what she was doing, and I really like how Jason Mansfield once again getting his second top 25 win in, in in the Mansfield era, and how you can visually see the improvement that he's doing in his very first year of coaching with these younger players. Yeah, I think, and you know, we talk about him getting his like second ranked win. Um, he talked about in his um, like post press conference, post game press conference. He said um, just how much confidence that big Baylor win gave them. Uh, not only was it, um, you know, a ranked win, it was on the road as well. Um, and so that that was just so essential to morale on the team and to just boosting players' confidence as the season continues. And so them being able to come back home and and pick up another ranked win and and you know, not just a ranked win, a sweep of a ranked opponent is Real. is so huge. And and he made another point that I, I want to talk about too is that 
Um, the cats are eight and zero when they win the first set. That part. Uh, so we just need to do a little bit more of that. And basically, it sounds like when the cats are up, they stay up. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly how it is. Takeaway there. Because, because going through here, like Iowa State, I know. Because I, because I was noticing this, and also when I was watching their game against UCF, which we'll touch a little bit more on the minute, how when they force teams to play at their speed, at K State speed, like that's that's when Hannah, you're talking about, like, oh, once they get that first hit, once they're playing at their own speed and not the other team's speed, first set, you ain't no. That is yeah. like that you can put that on a teacher. That is solidified. That's not sometime. That is solidified. Now that when they right. win the first set, they are eight and no when they do that. Okay. When they're forcing teams to play at their speed, that's when they're able to do that, just like they did against Iowa State. Iowa State obviously ain't no scrub. They're they're ranked top 25 for a reason. I'm not gonna dispute that. Okay. So having because they were at, they had some hitting errors, they had some uh other attacking errors and stuff like that, kind of like a little bit uncharacteristic, but that's part of that, like playing at playing at K-State speed. They're forcing them to play at their speed. And that's how I kind of want to transition to UCF. K-State lost to UCF in five sets. And UCF is undefeated in Big 12 play. And honestly, I was like looking at them. I was like, they're at 16 and 2 overall. I'm like, why the hell is UCF not ranked? <laughs> I was getting that too. Like I was like, I was looking at, it. I was watching the play. I'm like, they only dropped two sets to conference opponents. Like in the in the set, like what in the six games before coming into the game against K State, they only lost two sets. I'm like, why do? Yeah, don't make it make sense. Why are like why are the like why are the knights knights not raids? And I was kind of really digging into it because I'm like I'm like they're they're like they eat those scrubs. I'm like they're, they're pretty good. And yeah, you know, forcing five sets with them, I was like because I looked at their schedule and I guess the reason that they are not ranked is because they 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 played a fairly weak schedule. Uh, just start their, you know, Big 12 conference. They've we are the toughest Big 12 team they've played so far. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, played Cincinnati. Even though we we lost to Cincinnati, I know Cincinnati and us. I think we're like neck and neck in the middle of the pack in the Big 12. Uh, and then they played. Uh, I'll probably you know what? Let me check on that. I actually have volleyball standings right now. It is they played Oklahoma after Cincinnati, and they yeah. Yeah, and Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma is bottom of the Big 12 right now. They are right. win. And then Cincinnati, they're 2-5 and five in conference play. K-State is 4-4. Four and four. So by far, record-wise, we are, we are the toughest opponent that UCF has played in conference. Because like you said, Hannah, they played, they played um, Oklahoma only dropping one set in that two-game series. Played Texas Tech. Texas Tech also bottom of the Big 12. And West Virginia also towards the bottom of the Big 12. Mm-hmm. 12 so yeah we'll see as much as like if UCF because I like they're still a good team like let's I'm not disputing that they're 16 and 2 record it was too easy yada yada that's why they're unranked even though still that's why I believe they are unranked considering how good of a record that they have because they play kind of like a meh a meh you know off yeah um, yeah often schedule play Navy Syracuse Albany FIU Mississippi State Wake Forest they lost Wake Forest uh, see Alabama State. Then they won against Florida State. Their honestly, their only loss in non-conference was against 17th ranked Purdue. You're right. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at that too. Yeah. yeah. 
they're, that's 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 their only that's the only ranked opponent they played against, and that's the only ranked and that's the only opponent that they lost to, right? Then of course after that was Illinois, and they <laughs> won that. And then you know, so it goes into them now being seven zero in Big Twelve conference play with K State being the toughest team that they played halfway through their conference schedule. So in a way, that's that's what it is. But something that I did notice, Hannah, about K State playing UCF. Because I mentioned this a little bit earlier before about the speed and how K State was forcing Iowa State to play at their speed. UCF played really fast in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like UCF just seemed like a really fast team. How they were playing, mm-hmm. and that's something I had I didn't play a, like a pay a whole lot of attention to when watching volleyball. But then I'm like, yo, they're they're playing really really fast, and K State is playing fast too. And I'm like, I'm like this type of speed does not does not seem to be in like K-State's realm. All, mm-hmm. However, they were really, they was really hanging in there. <laughs> like at least K-State right. was playing, playing with the speed of UCF. So honestly, yeah. if I was Jason Manson, I'm like, yo, they're not used to playing. Like we're not used to playing at this speed, but I see the benefits of us playing at this speed, you know? Yeah. Like I kind of saw that, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like go, you know, like down the line, you... I mean, I would think as a player or as a coach, you appreciate playing opponents like UCF that have a quick style of play because when they go to play Texas or, you know, a team like that, that is also going to play fast. Um, they're going to have seen that before and have experience and and also be confident like in themselves again. You know, I I'm talked about I talked about confidence earlier, but I mean, honestly, that's my whole theory in any like division one sport is if you mental toughness is like half the battle as somebody who does not play (laughs) division one sports i would like to think that the skill level is there's not they're all very talented athletes you have to believe you're good and like believe that you're capable of winning so i feel like yes we dropped this match to ucf but if we can also, have, Elliot Carter can have 22 kills against this team that plays speedy quick. You know, what's keeping her from having 22 kills against any other team in the Big 12 or in the NCAA tournament, anything like that? So um, I think that there's like a lot of positives to playing, you know, at a speed that you're not you're not used to. And, and I think it also helps our defense get better, too. It helps our big blockers move and move fast and efficiently and and get to blocks quick because uh, Brenna and Sydney and I mean those are the girls that really come to mind for me obviously as middle blockers but I mean those girls can be walls and impossible to hit on when they are like locked in and they're on time so I think again just like experience playing with that speed it can like really really help our girls I agree And we will be right back with more Volleyball Takes after this quick break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. The NFL season is going strong, ladies and gentlemen. And DraftKings Sportsbook is tucking new customers up with an offer that is even stronger, you feel me? Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code KCSN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available or for problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please, please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensed partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expired 168 hours after insurance. Please see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Run It Back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and joined with me is none other than Hannah Whetstone, sideline reporter for all K-State sports. So beforehand, we talked about K-State soccer. The potential is there. The vision is there. We see it, and we expect a lot of really good things for them, if not next year, at least the year after that, when all these really good freshmen and sophomores are juniors and seniors, you feel me? And we talked a little bit more about K-State volleyball getting the sweep against top 25 Iowa State on Thursday, packed them up real damn quickly. I was so confident. I was like, you know what? Break us, you cowards. I tweeted that out. You can also follow me at Jasmine3H on Twitter, J-A-Z-S-M-I-N-3-H, you feel me? And I, t- and I was real confident. I was so confident. I was like, Hannah, rank us. Why are we not Why are we not ranked? Because I'm like, hello, it's there. The product is on the floor. You see it. And then, of course, we go to UCF, a team that, in my opinion, probably should have been ranked, I think, earned the right to be ranked, have a better record than Iowa State, who was 25 and who was ranked. Don't know the ranking process when it comes to volleyball. There's a lot of records that are like better records here, worse records here, but this team is right and this team is not right. Beyond that's beyond my knowledge on how they ranked and on how they rank volleyball. I will say that with my whole chest, beyond my knowledge. But we talked about the speed of the game was just different against UCF. And I'm not saying that was K-State's downfall. Honestly, I don't it, it wasn't. I, there was there's not an extreme downfall to me in my eyes with this game. Because, yes, because we do better when, obviously, when we win the first set, because we're 8-0 when K-State wins the first set. But the speed of the game was not the issue in this loss with UCF. Because this was, this was a tight match. This, was, this, was, this went five sets real, real damn close. You feel me? I know last week when I was talking with Sophie, I used the analogy of, like, a 300-pound man shopping at Baby Gap. That, that's the kind of tight that it was, Right. That's 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 where my mindset was at with this game here and the speed that UCF was playing at. They were playing hella fast, and K State was honestly right there with them. Yes, does it benefit when a team is trying to play the same speed at you and you're better at that speed, and that's why you win? Yeah, because that's why K State won against Iowa State. They were forcing them to play at their speed. UCF was forcing K State to play at their speed, and K State was doing a lot better playing at that speed than I think any of us thought. Because I'm like, yo. They really hanging in there. I'm like, I can see some benefits for them changing up speed set by set against other teams. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like this is kind of, and this is a little bit on the fly. And I know 
you know, uh, Coach Manfield, they 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 watch film. They they see UCF playing at the speed that they did, and they practice that, and they and they practice for that, right? I'm like, I don't know, these another 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 places. I mean, like if you are be able to switch up like that against other teams who like to play faster, other teams that like to play slower, when you know that you can have a really good game offensively playing at both speeds, she yeah. <laughs> I'll just say I'm like I don't well, a little eyebrow raise and be like they might they might have a little something something don't know it until we see it but this little taste that we got against UCF I don't know I kind I I kind of like it I I kind of like it okay because once again you because you mentioned it Hannah when they when seeing this speed because once again that's the number one thing that jumped out to me was the speed of UCF and the speed that K State was able to play against UCF and of course Aaliyah Carter having what 22 kills. And you said, like, literally what's stopping her from having 22 kills against Texas, who also plays fast, right? right. And these, in, in my in my unathletic opinion, nothing. <laughs> I'm like, there's nothing, I think nothing that can really stop her, okay? Because they could do that. I know overall in the season, they could probably get better offensively. You know, despite, obviously, Shaley Myers, you know, their double-digit kill night for her. She had 10 kills, three blocks. Okay, she's doing real good on the defensive end. Like, K-State is just a really good defensive team. Whereas Nia Clinton, eight kills, two blocks, and of course, City Bowling being the block, yeah, the block queen. There we go. That was a hard word to say. She had six blocks on the night. A go with her, five kills, and she had one ace. So, seeing how this at that speed, once again, forcing five sets against UCF, who only lost, dropped two sets throughout their, they were like what, six and zero coming in. To conference right. play, and they only dropped two sets during that time. That's it. That's I don't care who you are. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Being only dropping two sets since six games. That's that's wild to me. So that's still they would be like, yo, you only dropped two sets in the season, and you dropped two sets already in this one game. All right, once again, right. in the toughest team that they played so far, but you can't knock it because it's right there on paper in front of you, right? So seeing them and honestly what they're able to do with defensively is that because I was looking, I was looking at the standings for K-State defensively, right? K-State is like, bro, they're like top fives in a lot of defensive categories. I was looking at trying to pull it back up. They're like top five in the poorest blocks. I think they're like, they're like fourth. They're a fourth in the big 12 in blocks so far with obviously the bigger names, BYU in Texas being at the top. I know in opponent hitting percentage, they allow the second lowest hitting percentage in the Big 12 only behind BYU. They only allow a 159 hitting percentage. Yes. Like that that's that's crazy. You are you are in like BYU's number one, K State number two, TCU number three, and Texas at number four. The the, the list of schools that you that you with right now? That's like that's that's good company. That's really good company to yeah. be one assists and like their third, only allowing what ten assists per game. And once UCF BRU is one and two in that category. So top like top three already in those two categories. Opponent kills, K State number three in allowing opponent kills with the third least in the conference. Uh let's see amount of kills, blocks. Here we go. K State is fourth in blocks with let's see oh my goodness no i do not want to renew my antivirus protection go away okay here we go back to my computer's doing some stupid stuff right in the middle of when i need it 
Anywho, Texas number one in blocks in the Big 12. They average, what, 3.12 blocks per game. TCU, I'm just going to round it up to three blocks a game. BYU and then K-State. Talked about it. Like, I know me and Sophie talked about it last week, how well that K-State is defensively. The work that their defensive coach is doing is is godsend. That's one of the things I'm like, you know, you can improve. So many things can follow when you improve defense. When you improve defense first, and because you know you have the you have the offensive skill players. You like, bro, you have Aaliyah Carter. Aaliyah Carter, she's not leaving the floor. <laughs> okay, you're gonna have her in that front row, or you're gonna have her in that back row. It's like this. This ain't leaving the floor. And of course, you once again add Sydney Bolding, one of the best middle blockers in the Big Twelve, and obviously I have Brenna Schmidt, who was I think a. Uh, I think she's either a sophomore or a redshirt sophomore. Not 100% sure, but either way, she's a youngin, right? And her being more confident and more comfortable in that middle blocker spot because that position is going to be hers when Sydney Bolding leaves. When Sydney when graduates, that, 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 spot, that spot is hers, right? So seeing this defensively is just you, just... you just love to see this with a first-year head coach. Like, yeah. First, like, first-year head coach, first season... He's never had a head coaching job before as all assistant, but he normally in other times, I get it. This is the time of the transfer portal, which really, really helps. But still, in in future, in other times, first year head coach, you'd be lucky to get 500. Yeah. Yeah. I think some things to like acknowledge about the UCF game as we talked about. K-State, especially in the Big 12 standings, has excelled in um, holding opponents to a low hitting percentage and they held UCF to, what, 111? Wow. So, and they hit, I want to say 193. So, um, that, and then, you know, and we're talking about stats and something that I noticed, especially when I was working those um, TCU games a couple weeks ago and something that Casey, you know, not, not to put a negative spin on this, but if we do want to like acknowledge possibly a contribution to this loss, um, is service errors. Uh, the deficit, the point deficit of all five matches was 17 points, and K-State had 18 service errors. I mean, you literally eliminate two of those, and, I mean, real hypothetically, you know, like, we win the match. We don't lose those points, or, or those points are fought out a different way. So I feel like becoming more consistent on um, serves is, is essential here. I think that you can literally just look at that and be like, okay, that might be something that they can improve on. But I also don't want that to take away from, you know, again, the impressive defensive stand that K-State continues to deliver on their rank, you know, three in, in that stat for a reason in the Big 12. And and we see that that even uh, losing, uh, you know, or losing this match to UCF, that they still held them to a really low hitting percentage. So I feel like there's, you know, there's like some negatives and there are some positives of all those stats. But there's nothing that can't be improved upon. Um, and again, just just with time too, we talk about there's some there's some youngins in there, just like in soccer. So just becoming more consistent is is so essential. Yeah, I one thousand percent agree. And like and they are fifth in service aces in the big twelve. They have what, ninety five on the season. In comparison, UCF has hundred and fifty nine, <laughs> which is and absolutely insane, right? But, uh, and I was going through what K-State, the rest of their schedule, they have 10 games left at in the season. And after Oklahoma, 
schedule gets a little aggressive. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they have a they have a series, two game series in Norman against Oklahoma, who's at the bottom of the Big Twelve right now. But mm-hmm. ain't no ain't nobody gonna sleep on them. No way, no how. At least I'm not. And then right. here's that here's that aggression that's coming up. You get two game series against BYU, who's number nine in the country at the moment, second in the Big Twelve. Uh, then you have 16th ranked Kansas. That's once again double header, two game series. Then you have number seven Texas in Manhattan, and then you go to see play against Texas Tech at home in Manhattan, and then you end the season against 21 ranked Houston. So once again, I stress this last two right. game a little bit aggressive, but yeah. but. I think the best, because I because I kind of calculated this. I think like the best thing that could happen, and I can see it happening, is that they go six and four in these last these last ten games. I hopefully they beat Oklahoma. That that's that kicks things off with me being right. They beat Oklahoma in the in the two straight games that they played. I don't see them coming out with a win against BYU. It'd be real damn dope if they did, but I don't necessarily see it happening. I can see I can see us splitting against KU. Splitting one game, one game against 16th ring KU. Don't see us pulling out a win against Texas, even though like BYU and Texas are both at home. So I expect the crowd to be like up there and rocking, right? But I don't I don't see us I don't see us, you know, taking taking the win in that one. But Texas Tech, I think we I don't remember, do we? I have a splitting Texas Tech. No, I think I have a splitting Texas Tech both games, and then nope, my lied. Dropping Texas Tech one of the game one one and one in Texas Tech, and then winning the last game at Houston against 20, 21st ranked Houston. So that's that's where I'm at. Six and four have a possibility of what they can pull out. Hannah, do you have your thoughts on the possibility that they can pull something out in these last these last ten games? Right. Um, I mean, we've already beat ranked opponents and I am a big time optimist. So, you know, I like to think that uh, there's some ranked wins in our future. Um, I also like to think that K-State is a ranked team by the time we play some of these teams, Uh, because I think that when we play our best, there's no reason that a team that has girls putting up double digit blocks and 22 kills and beating ranked opponents can't be a ranked team as well but we also have to be realistic that we're probably not going to be 10 and 0 these next few games but um if we're not beating BYU we better be pretty dang close and if we're not beating Texas we better be giving them a run for their money at least especially because they're home games uh but I also don't see this as a team that's just gonna like lay down for anybody so um what I I think that we'll get those wins over Oh, you! I, I like to think I like to think a little two and zero moment for for KU as well in Texas Tech. So, uh, oh, what do we think? Hey, I, I like that because because I know because after this we'll wrap it up. But I think that experience of playing Nebraska so early in the season, once again at home, because you're getting a lot of these right teams at home. Thank the Lord, right? Because playing Nebraska, Nebraska obviously was a sweep. But as I was watching that game, I was like, yo, it's a point point here and there if this if the ball just fell the right way right here that was so close 
I'm not saying we would have won against Nebraska, but damn it, we would have won at least a set, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and thinking like, okay, they have grown and they have gotten so much better since losing to number fourth ranked at that time, Nebraska. I think Nebraska might be, I don't know, second ranked. I don't know where they at. They still damn good. That's all I will say. They still damn good. But that experience of playing such the probably the toughest team they played so far this season, still being Nebraska, and then coming into playing BYU at home back-to-back nights, and then once again having Texas. These are two top 10 teams coming into your house. That experience of play against Nebraska, I think, should play some dividends going up against BYU and Texas. So, Hannah, I'm going to be on that optimistic vibe with you as well. Fingers crossed that if we're not going to win, we damn sure going to make sure they feel a little bit nervous when they have to play us again. That's, that's all I want to be like. I don't know about we can, if we can do that again. I want I want them to not feel confident that they could get that they could beat IS. You know what I mean? That's that's right. all. That's all I want. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining There's us. Ghost. For- There's no spot in this ghost spot range. We were just casually getting clothes and putting it down. It's all right. Make no. scared of ghosts. All right. But no, I'm I'm just playing. Yes, I am. But that's besides the point. Anyway, but still, ladies and gentlemen, thank you and Hannah. Thank you for coming on the show. As always, a pleasure. To have you knowing you've got all the skinny with K State Sports being on that sideline. We appreciate you. And please come back to us when we return next week with Run It Back. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU. K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.